This is the Down East EM Podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is Jeff Holmes, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Uh, we have a talk today from Tim Fallon. He's a buddy of mine that's a assistant professor of emergency medicine up here at Maine Medical Center and also at Tufts University School of Medicine. And he's talking about tranexamic acid and some of the more common bedside uses. So you probably certainly heard about TXA. TXA is an antifibrinolytic, and what it does is essentially bind to plasminogen and prevents its ability to activate into plasmin and degrade clot. So essentially, it's an antifibrinolytic, and it stabilizes the clot. So you certainly probably heard about TXA in the use of major, blunt, and penetrating trauma, as well as severe head injury. But Tim's going to talk about some of the more creative ways that emergency medicine has started to use TXA in bedside use. He's going to talk about epistaxis, hemoptysis, post-onsolectomy bleeding, as well as dental bleeding. Now, for all these bedside uses, what we're essentially going to be doing is taking TXA from one of two forms. We're going to be using the 500 milligrams per 50 ml solution, and we're going to be able to apply that to mirror cell. We're going to put it on some gauze and either apply directly or pack it in the anterior nares. We can also use the 650 milligram tablets. That's the other formulation that's going to be accessible to us. And what we're going to essentially do is take a mortar and pestle and, and crush up these tablets and put small aliquots of sterile water to make a paste. And we're going to apply these directly for the bedside use. Tim, take it away. More, more bleeding. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to talk about TXA uh, and uses outside of trauma. So, right, just a reminder: you got your big nasty trauma. I, I found this new website where you can get the images that like aren't copyright protected. So, I've been experimenting with that. Uh, so, um, right, this is TXA. Uh, we don't typically get it in that form. We get it in that form. Uh, so, remember, for trauma, it's a lysine analog, and then it inhibits plasma activation, and so you stabilize the clot, inhibits fibrin degradation. But this works in other uh, settings too. Um, and the dosing rate, one gram over 10 minutes. So for trauma, one gram over 10 minutes, just to review, then a gram over eight hours. Trying to get us caught up. So we can use this at the bedside. We're talking about four uses today. We're talking about epistaxis, hemopsis, post-tonsillectomy bleeding, and dental bleeding. Uh, this woman has all of them, I think. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, okay, not covered. So there is some literature, actually, uh, relatively robust literature on postpartum hemorrhage, um, and this is something that our OBGYN colleagues are using, but more like in the active delivery setting, so probably not a patient you're going to see, and then uh, unless they are like coming from a home birth or transfer or something like that. And then less evidence for GI bleeds. There's some use for prophylaxis for bleeding disorders and cirrhosis. And then actually at Maine Health, and I didn't look into this because it was not in the scope of this talk, um, if you go to our post-TPA intracranial hemorrhage order set, there is a role for TXA there. So it's something that I was not aware of until I started looking at this. Uh, so we're going to talk about epistaxis. Um, for almost all these indications, so we talked about a dose of a gram and then a, over, a bolus and a gram over eight hours for trauma. Almost all these indications, we're going to be looking at 500 milligrams of TXA. Um, so you can use um, Lido with Epi or... Um, Oxmetolazine or metalazone, metazoline, right? Afrin. Uh, so you can put them in there first, get some constriction, and then you can put um, on Miracel or on gauze. Um, the key takeaway, I think, is that um, everything that I found looked at a short application of TXA. So not like TXA on a Rhino rocket leaving in there for three days, but more like 10 to 15 minutes of TXA. Um, 
there was a series where they looked at TXA versus anterior packing. So in this case, they were looking at 10 to 15 minutes of TXA versus anterior packing for three days with a Lido with FB impregnated Miracel. Um, they had 216 patients and they showed a significantly re- reduction in bleeding at, se- at 10 minutes. So 71% resolution of bleeding versus 31 for the Lido with FB. And then if you go out to 24 hours and look at rebleeding, the rate was basically five versus 12%. So good outcomes in, in this group. You may be able to get these patients home. Um, so I've added this as part of my like primary management um, of uh, epistaxis. So again, right, 500 milligrams of TXA. It comes in a liquid. You just. Uh I get anxious that like if it doesn't work or I drop some on the ground or I can't get the gauze in there. So honestly, I usually put like 250 on and like save 250 in case I mess up or put it in the wrong side or something like that. But um, 500 milligrams of TXA, put it on your miracellar gauze and then just put it in there for 10 to 15 minutes. Look at their oropharynx, you know, see if it seems like you've got the bleeding controlled and then take it out and wash them. And you may have uh, ability to get these patients home without packing where you might have had to pack them previously. Um, so so that's something to think about. And I think that's probably the where you'll use this the most of the things we're going to talk about today. So, so you'll see this reference in our show notes, but this is from uh, Zahid et al. in Academic Emergency Medicine in 2017. And essentially this, I think, was a, a pretty, pretty much a game changer. And what they found was that topical TXA showed a higher rate of uh, controlling bleeding in the anterior epistaxis within 10 minutes in comparison to traditional anterior nasal packing on antiplatelet agents which was primarily aspirin, and they found that ED length of stay and patient satisfaction were considerably better in the TXA group. As you can imagine, who wants to have their nose packed with a giant rhino rocket inflated for several days until you can see that ENT doctor? Now, it was a small study, so it, it wasn't able to really comment on safety much, but I think this has uh, you know big potential to impact our practice because it's a relatively painless, non-invasive, and pretty inexpensive intervention, so I think it has a big potential to really improve our patient satisfaction. So next topic that Tim is going to talk about is the patient with minor hemoptysis. And this is uh, based on an article from WAND uh, entitled Inhaled Tranexamic Acid for Hemoptysis Treatment. This was in chest in 2018. They randomized 47 patients. They got either a saline NEB, which you would not anticipate would do much for hemopsis, or a TXA NEB. Again, it's 500 milligrams in a NEB. Uh, they had a fair number of exclusions in this study. So they excluded people with massive hemopsis, which they didn't quite define, uh, coagulopathy, including INRs over 2, uh, renal and liver disease, people with respiratory distress or respiratory failure. So like all the patients that you would want something to do. Um, but uh, it was a first start. And so they did write 500 milligrams. You can dilute this out with some saline just to give yourself a larger volume for the NEB, right? If you are doing a NEB, you know, again, some more volume in there. It helps to extend the, the NEB and get it back to the areas you want to get it to because you're trying to get this down to the chest. Um, and they actually did 500 milligrams TID or QID. So these were patients that were being admitted. And they had a lot of outcomes, but basically you can see resolution of hemopsis during the hospital stay um, was 96% versus 50% within that five days. Length of stay went down, but then this was thought was really interesting. Requiring invasive procedures to control the bleeding was 0% versus 18%. So, again, this is not your most severe hemopsis patient um, that you're like, you know, doing a main stem intubation or putting a bronchial blocker in. Um, but in your patients that are coughing up some blood, it's something to, to think about. And again, it's a something you have to temporize in the ED if you're trying to get other colleagues on board. 
So I just want to chime in here a bit. Uh, this is an interesting study by Wand et al. that Dr. Fallon is referring to. And this essentially was 47 patients who had minor hemoptysis. They were admitted and they received either nebulized tranexamic acid or normal saline. And interestingly, they did have some patient-oriented outcomes. They had significantly reduced expectorated blood volume starting from day two of admission. They had faster resolution of hemoptysis within five days of admission for the TA group. And then also the mean length of hospital stay was shorter for the tranexamic acid groups. So I think it's interesting. Uh, I think it's thought-provoking. I don't think it certainly is the panacea for patients with minor and certainly not with massive hemoptysis. So hopefully we see a little bit more literature on this in the future. Much less literature on these. These are like kind of case reports and anecdotal literature. If we talk, talk about post-tonsillectomy, the ENTs, they, they're using this kind of two ways. They're using intraoperative TXA onto the surgical bed. Um, and they're also, um, I found a study where they were talking about BID, TXA, switch and swallow post-op for a week, um, which didn't work, like didn't, re- didn't reduce re-bleeding or uh, ED visits. Uh, but it's something that they're looking into. You, I, I suppose you may find a patient that's doing this. Um, this is really case reportable. So there's a case report of a three-year-old post-tonsillectomy bleed. They'd given an epineb. They didn't have any control. They'd called ENT. Um, and while they were waiting on ENT, they gave a 250-milligram neb of uh, TXA and were able to get control of the bleeding. The patient still went to the OR, but when they got to the OR, they had like a few petechial areas that had clotted, and they just cauterized it, but there was no re-bleeding um, before they went to the OR. So something I've never done. We don't see too many of these patients, but they can certainly be scary. Um, especially the pediatric post-tonsillectomy bleed. So this would be something now that I'd add to my armamentarium uh, for them. Uh, and we're going to head finish ahead of schedule, Sarah. Um, so... And then trauma, dental trauma, and extraction. So you, there's actually TXA tablets. These are 650-milligram tablets, and you can crush those up into a paste with your mortar and pestle, which we all keep on hand. Ours is in the CDU at Maine Health, uh, and we got the microphone back in the CDU. So for those of you that know, I like to like go hide in our like care management office and do my charts after, after shift. Um, but you can create this paste, right? Uh, right there in case you couldn't see um, and then spread that in if they've had an extraction you can put that into the surgical site or if they're having like some gingival bleeding you can put that in there um, and this may be helpful so um, just to review we talked about four uses of TXA today outside of trauma and outside of intravenous administration so the standard dose is going to be 500 which is half of your bolus uh, for trauma so 500 you can do nasal packing if you do the nasal packing I don't think there's evidence to support you if you leave it in there I would just put it in for 10 or 15 minutes and then take it out and see if you've gotten the benefit. You may still have to do something like a rhino rocket, but hopefully you've tamp- uh, temporized them to some degree and decreased the amount of bleeding. Think about NEBS for post-tonsillectomy bleeding and hemoptysis. And then you can make a TXA slurry and use that on bleeding teeth or gums. There's some um, case reports of using this on like hard-to-control lacerations, patients that are kind of coagulopathic or have skin tear. So something to think about is that you can make that slurry of TXA and put that on. Thanks, Tim. That was a fantastic summary. I just want to add a couple things. We have uh, show notes on Down East EM, and you'll find a couple helpful links there. There's a video link on how to place an Epistaxis TXA pack by MRAP HD. You'll also find the references that Tim talks about in the lecture, as well as some other great FOMED resources. Specifically, Rebel EM does a couple really great reviews on this. And make sure you check out uh, Alium's Trick of the Trade, 
topical tranexamic acid paste for hemoptysis. And you'll find a link to that in our show notes. Okay, so that's all for Down HDM for now. As always, please put your comments and questions in the comments section. And if you'd like to hear a little bit more and follow us along, you can find us on iTunes, your RSS feed, or your favorite app on your smartphone. Until next time.